set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Do you hear the dogs barking? Do you hear the dogs barking? You hear the dogs barking. I always love to hear the dogs barking. It's Friday night! It's 8 o'clock! It's time for Pimp Tess's Comedy Clubhouse here on MutinyRadio.fm. We got two dogs in the room tonight. We got Aldo and we got uh, we got Coolio, not Coolio, Coolo, Cootie, Cootie, Kid Cootie. We got Kid Cootie in the house, and we got Aldo in the house. We got dogs ready to do it. We got Indian food here for everybody. Everybody eat, please eat food, please, because I have to put it on the street after, and I just want you to eat it. Everybody uh, next time needs to bring to-go containers. Take the Indian food with them. Uh, how does this Indian food compare to what happened in India? It's not even close. It just doesn't even... I was asking Richard Savante this thing. This is free, though. Yeah, It wasn't free in India? Food isn't free in India? I thought I thought there were 4 billion people there. I, what are we doing? How many billion? 7 billion? I don't know what's happening with my life. You guys, this is Pam Tess's Comedy Clubhouse. This is what we do. We sing a song. I don't know if you guys know about the song. But we're going to sing it, and we're going to get right started, because we got jokes, and we got people. Yeah! If you know how it goes, sing along with me. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. Hi, hi, hi. Shit, I don't know what was in that joint. That was a good joint. I don't even know who passed it to me last, but it was good. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yeah. Yay, yay. That's what my boyfriend says. He wants to come in my clubhouse all the time. Your first comedian of the evening is a super hilarious guy. I'm super excited that he's here. He uh, let me do 15 minutes the other day at Iron and Gold, and I had so much fun hanging out under this light. If you guys haven't been to the bomb shelter yet on Wednesday nights, you're a dummy, because you have to go, because it's super, super, super fun. And we're going to bring up our first comedian of the night. Everybody put your hands together for Zane Barrett. All right. What is up, comics? No. All right. All right. All right. All right. We're we're doing that. All right. We'll we'll start off like that. We'll start off with uh, no smiles. But anyways, so this is weird though because like I've been in the comedy game like six months now. This is the first time I've been up here. But uh, when I was in high school, it was weird because you would try to like the the good looking like jocks. You you wanted to impress them kind of thing. Like that was how you got in with the thing. And now that I'm in the comedy game, I'm like the fat fucking kid with Cheetos on his shirt is now 
the guy that I have to fucking impress. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Now it's like, yeah, you 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 were in high school and you were just like, oh, eh, no, fucking Rick, like, fuck that motherfucker. Like, I, I'm never going to see him again. Now Rick is fucking in charge. That motherfucker has Cheetos on his shirt and he runs the show. So... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to impress these people. It's a different game now. It's a different game. You got to start at the bottom, I guess. And the people at the top have Cheetos on their shirt and don't work out. So it's a, it's a different game. It's a different game now. It's a different game. But I grew up in the suburbs. And uh, who, else, who else did? Anybody else? Ah, there we are. There we are. Oh, you, you definitely did. You definitely did. Uh, did you have like a dad like on your block that you like wanted to fuck kind of thing? Did you have like just like a really good-looking guy that was like in the burbs? You were just kind of like four, three, two, one. That motherfucker is hot. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, I had Mrs. Jenkins, which sounds fake, but it actually was a woman that lived on my block. Mrs. Jenkins was a real thing. Her ass was phenomenal. I hit 13, and I was like, Mrs. Jenkins. I'm going to hang out with your son. I hate your son, but I'm going to hang out with that motherfucker so I can be around you. And, uh, yeah, so, so I get in there, and um, I, I, I saw this recently, which made me think about this, is uh, this woman was basically like Mrs. Jenkins' doppelganger, and she was walking through the Tenderloin, and I was, uh, I was watching her, and what does she do? She walks past a street performer, and by street performer, I mean she sucks dick for money. Uh, yeah, she's yeah, a, a street whore. I guess you could say. And this woman walks by her and goes, that is so disgusting, Becky. <laughs> oh, my God. Get your shit together. And then she walks along, and I'm like, that seems a little weird. It seems a little weird. It seems a little hypocritical because I know housewives from the suburbs, and what do they do? They wake up every day. They pop their Oxycontin. They take a nap. They take their maladjusted kids to school. They pick up their maladjusted kids from school. They suck somebody's dick that they don't want to suck, and then it pays for their bills. And I don't know. Mrs. Jenkins feels like she has a career, but I'm sorry, but Tanya on the corner has the same life as you. I'm sorry, she does. Do you guys know what a uh, housewife mating call sounds like? You just shake a, uh, a bottle of Oxycontin and they just come running. My favorite game as a kid was Hungry Hungry Hippos. And so I want to go to Walnut Creek on one of these like wine nights with Mrs. Jenkins and her fucking friends. Just pour out a bottle of fucking Oxycontin and watch these bitches go to town. I just want to see it. I want to see it. I want to see it. But for this next joke, I was a substitute teacher before I became a scientist. I actually, I'm a molecular biologist by day and making no money in stand-up by night. But, but I worked at this school, and uh, uh, the little Billy just loved the science lesson I gave. He loved it. I, I was just like, you know what? You get a gold star. And so I did stickers. When I was a kid which many of you did, if you did something well and then a teacher was like, oh, good job, you were like, bitch, where's the sticker? Where's the fucking candy? Like, where's the lollipop? Where's the thing? And so I was just like, I'm not going to do Billy like that. I'm not, I'm not going to do Billy like that. So I put a gold star in his jacket. I'm like, boom, son, you killed it today. He's like, how can I do more science, though? And I was like, all right, I'll write a phone number. I was just like, this science camp I used to go to, love it. And I write it right on his forearm, write it right on there. And I was like, go ask your parents about going to camp. And so he goes home, and he asks his parents, and what do I get? I get a phone call from the principal. I was like, hello? Uh, is this Mr. Barrett? 
Yeah. Um, you, you can't work here anymore. Uh, you sent a child home with a gold star on his jacket, a number on the inside of his arm, asking about going to camp. This is a Hebrew school. You can't work here anymore. This is a Hebrew school. I basically, like, if you, 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 uh, you can't work with kids if you sleep with them or you remind their parents about the Holocaust. Those are the two things. Those are the two bugaboos of, uh, of working with kids. So that's where I'm at. That's where, that, that's where I'm at. But uh, after that, I was just like, what, do, what does a kid need? What does a kid need after he gets fired from a job? Like, a career, basically. Like, I was, I was in the dust. I was like, what do I do now? And so this woman said, like, well, I'll give you a blowjob. And nobody, nobody, can do, nobody can do this badly. And I was like, okay. And it was terrible. It was awful. She used teeth, no hands, nothing. I was like, that's not a blowjob. That's more of a blow chore. It's more of a blow chore. I'm sorry. It's kind of more of a blow chore. I mean, like, if you really want to get at it, you're going to have to study. Like, women who study for four years, they get a job. They, they get blow careers. They, they care. They care. They give a fuck. They, they incorporate hands, but not every woman's jaw can handle that shit. Once you get into your 80s, like, a woman's not going to be second dude. She goes into blow retirement. So you, you might, you, you'll get a blow retirement like once a year kind of thing. It's like a Gladys, the old woman who works at the uh, old folks' home. She comes once a year. Everybody's happy that she's there, and they don't expect her to come every once in a while, but they just like that she's there. They like that she's there. So Gladys and... Old women sucking dick are pretty much the same people. Pretty much the same people. All right, thanks, guys. That's my time. Zane Barrett is not afraid of getting in the old white lady twat. I love it. Sounds good. Good times. Your next comedian, he's also not afraid of the cougars or people that are plus his age. He'll, he'll date anybody. It's good. It's a beautiful thing. It's because he's, he's from L.A., and they have, they have high and low standards at the same time. Uh, you guys are going to love his comedy. Put your hands together for Drone Note! Thank you, guys. What's happening? Oh, yeah, I feel good. I don't feel that good. I don't know. I'm going to leave this, this mic up for all my dick jokes tonight. I'm going to go. I feel, like, I feel like I know everybody here. Like, there's just a bunch of faces I see every day. There's faces I haven't seen in two years, man. How you doing? Another dude behind you, man. <laughs> hey, Karen. I haven't seen, I haven't seen Karen in two years, man. I feel like this doesn't even feel like a comedy show. It feels more like, like an intervention for me. Like, like, you need to stop telling jokes, Dro. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> kind of wish it was more like an AA meeting. I don't know. I should start smoking more weed. Yeah, you're probably right. I've been watching. Uh, I've been watching a lot of the presidential debates lately. <laughs> not not because I'm gonna vote. Don't get it twisted. It's just because I'm really trying to understand what's going on on House of Cards. <laughs> I really. <laughs> I gotta pause it sometimes and look up shit, y'all. So uh, Donald Trump wants to build a wall to separate Mexico. <laughs> there we go. That's what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, D Donald Trump's trying to build this wall from Mexico 
trying to build a wall between the U.S. and Mexico. And I heard a comedian, he was like, who do you think is going to build that wall? I was like, I'll tell you who's going to build that wall. How about the Chinese? They built the greatest goddamn wall of all time. That shit is still up and you can see it from space. It's like, I don't understand his logic. It's like, why is he trying to get Mexico to build the only thing that's keeping him out of the country? Like, isn't he afraid they're going to fill it up with, like, secret doors and fucking, see, I don't know, hidden passages? They built the temples, man. It's up their alley. What's he thinking, man? I don't know. What am I thinking? I got, uh, I got a lot of radical opinions about, about hoverboards. Yeah, damn right. I hate watching grown men ride hoverboards, man. <laughs> Every time I see a grown man just riding around in his little hoverboard, I always wish another grown man in rollerblades just passed him by and just called him a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I got radical opinions, dude. Ma'am, I got radical opinions. You know who I distrust the most? Dudes dressed in trench coats. I feel like I can't trust a grown man wearing a trench coat. He's up to no good. He's very suspicious. I feel like he's either going to whip out a gun or whip out his dick, you know? I'm not going to be around when he starts shooting, man. That's not <laughs> I can't trust. I can't trust guys in trench coats because I figure the best case scenario, it's going to be three small children on each other's shoulders posing as a man. <laughs> yeah. Was life, dude? Orange pants, I love it. Are they orange? I don't know. I just tell jokes. I'm just glad I didn't get the horn, dude. Cause like all night I've been hearing the horn. I keep thinking like a dude's gonna show up with some some raspados and some corn on a stick and shit. But uh, I get excited. I guess that's a Mexican reference, you know? We kicked all those guys out. I didn't expect that joke to fly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I got a case of the giggle, Stefan. I don't know what to do with it. Uh, yeah, honk that shit. I don't know. <laughs> I guess I could. I guess I could tell you about my life, guys. I got a. I got in a fight with my girlfriend like a week before Valentine's Day, ma'am. Yeah, it's a quick one. <laughs> I got in a fight with her on Valentine's Day because I didn't. I went to IKEA without inviting her. You know. You've been there, Stefan. No. Not once. No. Girl got mad because I didn't take her to Ikea, dude. She thought I was having fun without her. She broke up with me. I didn't see her till Valentine's Day. And I know I had to show up with the perfect present. So I brought a bouquet of roses and a gift card to Ikea. <laughs> and she broke up with me, Stefan. She said I wasn't taking it serious. So now I spend my nights just listening to sad, sad music. Just a lot of the Smiths. I fucked that joke up. My name is Joe. <laughs> Whatever, my name is Joe. Dronos loves the Smiths. Robert Smith, the cure. It doesn't matter. If it's Smith in the back name, it's fine. It's okay. Everything's good. You guys, your next comedian, he also just came off of a tour of India. How the fuck does that happen? You're like, I'm just going to go to India and tell a bunch of jokes. Did they speak English? I don't know. It must have been amazing. He's a very funny comedian, you guys. You're going to love him up so much. Put your hands together for Abhay Nagarni. Keep it going with Pam Benjamin, guys. Pam Benjamin and the Pamtastic Clubhouse Show. Um, 
Yeah, I did go to India. I did do, I did do some shows there, and it was pretty amazing. I would highly recommend anyone that wants to go to the East to do shows. Um, but things do work differently, though. Like uh, Uber is just started in India, and uh, it works very differently because uh, the drivers don't trust the GPS, right? <laughs> They're always trying to beat Google. It was very interesting because I was supposed to go to the airport. I called an Uber. And on the GPS, on the Uber thing, it said it's going to take one hour and 45 minutes to get to the airport. And the driver just looked at me and said, don't worry, sir, I'll take you there in 20 minutes. <laughs> and I was like, there's no way this guy can beat Google. <laughs> Nobody can beat Google. Even Google cannot beat Google at this stupid fucking GPS thing. And we're stuck in traffic, and there's a bunch of red lights in front of us. I was like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Because it says one hour, 45 minutes on the GPS, and this guy just shuts off the GPS, goes off the divider onto the other side of the road, <laughs> drives against traffic, and we got there in 20 minutes. <laughs> sure, they were the scariest 20 minutes of my life. But then when I got to the airport, uh, my flight was delayed by two hours. And I was like, Google did that. Like, it's, Google controls everything, man. Um, and I came back, and then I found out that uh, one of my neighbors is kind of racist. She's uh, a Donald Trump supporter. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's 95 years old, she's white, uh, and she suffers from Alzheimer's. Uh, yeah, she uh, doesn't remember her name, but she never forgets to say some racist shit once in a while. <laughs> Every morning, she's just getting up saying, you know what, I don't know who I am, but I just hate that brown guy across the hall. Like, that's... <laughs> She thinks this is a gun, like that's, yeah. Um, I think the world's coming to shit, guys. Like it's, it's really baffling what I see on TV. Like there was a guy who went into uh, Congress, right? One of these congressmen took a snowball and put it in a thing, right? One of those containers, one of those thermos, yeah, like a thermos. And then he took it into the thing and he's like, global warming doesn't exist because this ice is still here. I was like, this is ridiculous, man. This is I think we should use that same plan to freak people out. Like, we should just stop serving ice in every bar in America. People will freak the fuck out. Like, could you imagine going to a bar and be like, hey, I want my whiskey on the rocks. And guys going to be like, uh, sorry, sir. Global warming, no ice. <laughs> people are going to freak the fuck out. Could you imagine having your Modelo when it's warm? Yes. People will be like, fuck this. I need to get a bicycle. Like that's. They don't serve me at the cafe no more. <laughs> they used to. Okay. No okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I want you to be the hero that stops global warming. Like this. This could be amazing. This could be amazing. <laughs> they talk about whiskey a lot, right? I, 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 uh, like people have become beer aficionados all of a sudden <laughs> with zero insight, you know. I feel like whiskey is an amazing drink because uh, you, you can give people bad advice that's believable if you're drinking whiskey. <laughs> you can't do that with any other drink. You can't be like, you know, with whiskey you can be like, hey, you should buy a fucking Blackberry. And people will be like, that guy knows what he's talking about. He's drinking scotch. But if you do that with a Modelo, someone's going to be like, ah, that guy told me to fucking buy a Nokia. That guy's drinking Modelo. He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> okay, anyway, I got to get out of here. Thank you, guys. You guys have been awesome. Thanks.
Uh, follow him on Facebook if you aren't already, and I'm sure he has shows coming up all the time. Super exciting. Your next comedian, he used to live in Santa Cruz, and that was exciting, and now he lives here as of, I guess, last Thursday, which works out really better because your hair and your beard speak way more to San Francisco than they do to Santa Cruz. You guys are going to love him. He's a regular at the punchline. He's a hilarious motherfucker. Slap your meat paws together for Chad. Open! Hello. Oh, my. Can you imagine how racist Donald Trump's uncle probably is? Just think about that one, because uncles are inherently more racist. It's just how it works. Lord knows mine is. I've got an uncle that's so racist, even mixed martial arts make him uncomfortable. He's a fucking... He's a bit of a turd. Is uh, Joel here, still here? Joel Spears? Oh, fucking Joel. I had a... Because he was talking... He did the old, you know... I just flew in from so-and-so. I had a little... A little uh, gag about that one. Because I just saw the new Transformers movie, guys. And boy, are my arms tires. A little twist on an old favorite. It's a twist on an old classic. <laughs> uh, I was go- I went to the store to get some facial strips to remove some blackheads from my face, but I just didn't want to take part in any facial gentrification. Uh, blackheads have been there for a while, guys, and I had a rich identity, a culture. I didn't want to uproot them. That was fucked up. It's okay. It didn't work. It's all right. (laughs) Just wrote that today. They don't often work that way. It's okay. But when when it comes to uh, when people discuss like race or even like feminism, I tend to just back the fuck up, especially when it's people of color talking because I remember my name is Chad, okay? And when you share a name with the lead singer of Nickelback, sometimes it's better to just shut the fuck up. Nickelback reference. She gets it. Listens to a lot of Nickelback. Actually, I went to a music festival recently to see some bands I like, and Nickelback ended up being on the fucking festival. Not good. I didn't want to see them at all. And they had a sign language interpreter on stage with them the whole time that for an hour and a half just did this. An hour and a half of this shit. I was like, it really gets across what their music is all about. But I did, I just moved to San Francisco and I need to find some ways to make money because I'm broke. I was at the bar, I wanted to get a delicious drink, I wanted to get a sex on the beach. That's a tasty cocktail, but I couldn't afford it. So I had to ask the bartender to make me a rim job on the bus. (laughs) Which is a PBR with the edges licked by somebody with a cold sore. It's a little nasty, but it's the job done, it's all right. It's okay. Um, I think I found the perfect song to play during a threesome. I think it's got to be Randy Newman's You've Got a Friend in Me. uh, Things nice and light. Perfect for any tryst, I'd say. Uh, I was looking into the world of food, food from other cultures. I read that some countries eat donkey burgers. Never seen, I've never seen that. I've never seen a donkey burger restaurant in the United States. I want to open up the first one. I want to call it ass to mouth. 
That's going to be a Valentine's Day destination, 2017. Make your reservations early. Take your sweetie ass to mouth. Um, <laughs> I'm glad all the holidays are over. I'm not a fan. I don't like uh, spending time with my family. Uh, but I do enjoy Halloween. I love Halloween. And I have a tradition I do every single year on Halloween, ma'am. I go out. I get hammered. And when people ask me what I am, I say my father. <laughs> and then I have to dress up like a can of Miller High Life just so that it'll hold me. So, you know? Yeah. Yeah. My dad drives through a neighborhood and sees one of those signs that says, drive like your kids live here. He just turns around and drives as fast as possible in the other direction. He's a bit of a jerk, that guy. Sad dad jokes. <laughs> I actually bought a baseball bat to keep it beside my bed for safety, protection, but mostly just in case my father decides to finally come and play a game of ball with me. So, uh, I don't think it's going to happen, though. That's... It's usually around that point people just go, oh, like, oh, fucking, no, I keep so sad. By my side. Oh, good, oh, to protect old Cooney. That's that is good then. <laughs> well, if you see, yeah. <laughs> well, if you see my dad, say hello. He's a, he's a good, he's a good man. I don't know where he is. He might be hanging out there. He's a good chap. Uh, I got hit on recently. Yeah, which uh, I only bring up because it's not a common occurrence in my life. And when it does happen, it's done out by ladies, by large burly gentlemen, known as bears, that uh, enjoy what nature has dealt. And that was the case here. A nice older gentleman came into my work. He's chatting me up for a little bit. And then he drops this one on me. He goes, hey, I'm staying over at the Best Western. How about you come by later? We can have some cookies and my jacuzzi. Yeah, do you know how hard that was to turn down? Holy fuck, that sounds nice. That could be the most comfortable, uncomfortable experience of my life right there. Like, if I didn't think he was going to try and fuck me, I'd be completely on board. I almost want to say yes to us if he made a move. I'd be like, what? I thought this was a completely innocent suds and snickerdoodle situation, Sarah. <laughs> made you think there'd be fucking involved. All right. Thanks, guys. That was fun. I do love snickerdoodles and Chad Opitz. Yay, yay. And then yay. You guys, you don't even know what you're in for next. You're in for a treat of all treats. If you guys, you guys like magic shell, you know that old thing where you put the magic shell on top of your ice cream and it tastes delicious? Does anybody remember magic shell? Yeah. I love magic shell. Your next comedian is the magic shell on the ice cream of San Francisco. He is a hilarious individual who you just gotta gotta crack through it and then and, and eat it. So delicious. I'm telling you, he's the magic shell. I'm trying to make a simile or a metaphor. I'm not sure which I was doing because I'm too dumb right now. Uh, but it's cool. He's hilarious. Put your hands together, everybody, for Clay Newman. <laughs> I am I am a lot like a magic show. That's true. Uh, if you get me too hot, I'm gonna get everything all sticky. It's all bad. You'll get white stuff all over your nice new dress. I am just like a magic show. Uh, <laughs> all right. If the dog's actually gonna do a call and response, then we can talk to the dog. Uh, 
That was pretty amazing. That was like, usually dogs know sit and stay. This one knows heckle, which is pretty good. <laughs> Ruin timing, Aldo. Ruin timing. <laughs> I love this little dog. It's a fantastic creature. That one tried to bite me. <laughs> I'm more of a fan. Yeah, that's Cujo over here. This is Lassie. I'm, uh... That dog would run up to me like, Arf, Arf, what's the matter? Is Timmy in a well? Did you fucking put Timmy in a well? Why did you do that? Mean dog. He loves Pam. He loves Pam. All right. Okay. All right. This is... Uh, I like... <laughs> what do you... What do you say if somebody is a, like who has to sleep on the streets? Do I thank you for coming out or do I congratulate you on coming in? Like, how does that, <laughs> as an audience member, like, <laughs> thank you, and you're welcome. <laughs> I know, it was relevant. Uh, <laughs> I was so worried you were going to be offended by that. Thank you for not understanding what I was saying. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, no, nothing, ideally. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, it's hard being an audience member. It's a lot of responsibility. You got to be here. You have to face the right direction. You're all doing a really good job at that. Uh, you're killing it at facing the right direction right now. That's understated in comedy. If you weren't facing the right direction, this wouldn't be stand-up. I'm not a guitarist. I don't rehearse. I can't practice my songs if you aren't paying attention. If none of you are paying attention, you realize this just becomes schizophrenia, right? <laughs> This isn't a rehearsal. This becomes a conversation with myself, and it's very sad. We're going to have to cuddle to stay warm later. It's not good. It depends who you are. Depends. You're looking at it. It doesn't get much better. Uh, I feel like I'd be a comfortable cuddle buddy. Uh, I, I look soft. I smell okay. Um, I look soft. That's the nicest thing I can say about myself. That's not good. I'm not unsoft. It just looks softer than it is. Hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do appreciate everybody hanging out because you know that old expression, if a tree falls in the woods, doesn't make a sound. Isn't that the old, that's not how the old expression goes. I was just like, does it work the same for comics though? If a comic tells a dick joke in the woods and nobody's around to hear it, Will you stop inviting him to your camping trips? <laughs> Apparently, I don't go anymore. It's a bummer. I miss them. I miss nature. Uh, well, this has been weird. <laughs> this has been... Like, honestly, there's something so fun about performing in San Francisco. Is It's because like, I'm never worried that somebody is going to get offended and punch me in the face. I'm worried that I'm going to like have somebody throw their dog at me. It's really like, it's a much different fear. It keeps you on your toes up here. Uh, but I do hope that, I don't know, man, maybe this is going somewhere for me. Maybe someday you guys will be watching Comedy Central and you'll think of the time you saw me here and maybe you'll say to yourselves, hey, I wonder if that Clay Newman guy is watching Comedy Central too. <laughs> maybe y'all enjoy the rest of your night. I hope, I hope someday that 
you do that joke on Comedy Central, because that would be so meta. How meta would it be for him to be on Comedy Central, telling a joke about how he wanted people to watch him on Comedy Central? It's, it's like being in a mirror hall of comedy. It's crazy, absolutely. No, straight to HBO, fuck Comedy Central. You take, that joke to, you take that joke to HBO, not Comedy Central. It's perfect. Magic Comedy Central and HBO, you'll get extra PR. Uh, we have our last of our five-minute sets tonight, and then we're going to move into the ten-minute sets. Uh, your next comedian, he hails from Canada, and then he was in Brooklyn, and now he's here. Uh, he's a big veteran of uh, improv, uh, but he does stand up too. It's you, motherfucker. Oh, it is. Yeah, no. Are there any other Canadians in here? Eh? Like, I, I was wondering what it all was about, but I couldn't. I was like, you're the only Canadian we know right now, I think. Put your hands together for Kelly Cry. Yep, every time, every time. Welcome to America. Where these mic stands will fuck you up. <laughs> What's going on, everyone? Good to see all your faces. Yeah, it's great. Did everybody go drinking for St. Paddy's Day yesterday? Uh, I just ran through the streets and yelled obscenities at people and kicked the shit out of anybody I could get my hands on. So I felt like I celebrated in my own Irish way. <laughs> felt like I really took that to the top. How's it going, dude? Nice. Top half of a Canadian tuxedo over here. I'm feeling at home. Feels good. You, you got a suit coat on, yeah? Sweet. How's business? Business is good. Thumbs up. Sweet. That's your, that's your bumper sticker. Doing business and business is good. Nice fucking work. What's up, chew gum guy? Huh? What's going on? How's that jaw? Huh? Trying to strengthen up that jawline a little bit. Nice. Make it nice and thick, like a football player. Nice, totally. Uh, what was that guy? What's the uh, blonde-haired dude from back in the day with comedy? Uh, um, ah, fuck. And he had the Johnny Bravo. You trying to get the Johnny Bravo jaw? Yeah. Nice, cool. If it works out for you and people like it, then you can start your own Johnny Bravo salon where you just get people to come in and teach them how to chew gum a lot to make the jaw really big. Dude, I'm giving you business opportunities. What the fuck are you doing, business, huh? You should be on top of this. Are you guys friends? You are? Oh, great. How, how, how long have you guys been friends for? 12 years. Okay. okay. Longer than 12. Yeah, over a decade for friendship. For me, longer than a week is whew, pushing it. Don't expect a Christmas card from this guy, okay? It's not going to... Thank you, right? Devil horns. When you hear Christmas, devil horns. You want to know what I was thinking the other day? If I could come anything, I would come Christmas ornaments. <laughs> that would... That would be my thing. I, uh, people would love me. I'd just come over and I'd jerk off right in their living room and boom, a fucking Christmas tree, all the ornaments on it, like bows and all that shit, mistletoe. They give me a little kiss as I walk out. Be great. Come on, seriously. You don't think you'd kiss me after I fucking decorated your house with my cum Christmas ornaments? That makes me a little sad inside. That makes me a little sad inside. Because I wanted to do something nice for you, and then you wouldn't want to yeah, give me a smooch. Oh. Make our own little Christmas baby, huh? Our own little Rudolph. <laughs> hmm? What's that? 
You're too old for a Christmas baby. What? No. Okay, so you're fucking around with me. You're not going to let me blow a load inside you. That was an abortion joke, guys. That was an abortion joke. Sure if anybody got that. It's quite good. Quite good. It's fucking brilliant. Sorry. Chew gum guy. What's going on? You got your arms crossed. You're like not sure whether you should run to the door or the bathroom to do more coke or like what? You're here? You're here. You're present. It's happening. What's your name? Ben. ben. Hey, I'm Kelly. Hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> We'd make a great TV show. Hey, what's up, Ben? Hey, Kelly. Hey, man. What's up? And then we could run a run a train on old old Betsy over here and make Christmas ornaments. No, too vo- too vulgar. Okay, sorry. Tone it back. What? Right? We're at mutiny. It's a censorship. Let's stop this. Let's get into some Care Bear jokes. How many Care Bears do you think it takes for Donald Trump to become a real person? How many Care Bear stares? Four. That's okay. You're, that's light. I feel like it's going to take a lot. <laughs> I didn't know where I was going with that. I used to watch the Care Bears when I was younger. Did you ever watch the Care Bears? Yeah. Wasn't it great? Yeah, yeah. And like the little of kindness. You hate the Care Bears. You hate the Care Bears. You're kind of what? No, different. Cabbage Patch Kids. Yeah. And same with uh, what's the a little. Uh, no, different thing, but th- sure, we'll go with that. Yes! <laughs> Guys, this has been a pleasure. I'm going to leave you with one last joke. Um, I was just uh, recently in Portland, and I was hanging out with this dude, uh, Jared. Not that Jared. But really, like, I feel as though Subway didn't have to, you know, let him go. I think they could have made it work. You know? Can I say this joke and then we can, then, okay, perfect. Yeah. Okay. This isn't going to ruin the time of this. This is still great. Um, so I still think that they can make it work. It would still be the same slogan, Subway, eat fresh. And then it just cuts to a jail cell where Jared's sitting in the jail cell and just goes, but not that fresh, right, Jared? And he's like, no, not that fresh. And then the camera pans out a little bit and there's just a big Aryan nation guy just tatted up, bald head with his arm wrapped around being like, but I'm eating fresh. <laughs> Guys, you've been great. Give it up for Ben! Kelly Cry, everybody! Kelly Cry! All right, everybody, this is the point of the show where we move to the 10 minute sets. So I'm just going to run outside and let everybody know that the 10 minute sets are starting. Just so you guys know that the 10 minute sets of people are starting now. So if you want to enjoy, if you want to enjoy the sets, of the people, uh, the other people, they were, they were, they were just hangovers from the happy hour show. But now we're getting into the real show, you guys. The real show. We're gonna still see how many people like this trick microphone stand and how many of them just pull it right out of the motherfucker. So here's the thing: there are people here from LA. That's amazing. Clap it up for LA. Yay! That's where everyone goes to be famous. And then they're coming back here to hang out, which is totally amazing. So you guys have to be super, super stoked about it. All right. Your first comedian of the night coming all the way out of Culver City. Am I right? Oh, Lord. Hey, put your hands together for Vince Caldera. He's got to go to the yeah, it's okay. We're, it's fine. Uh, 
Yeah, it's all the same place. Uh, I'm repping repping Glassell Park. I'm I'm happy that uh, the dogs instead of the humans decided to stay. Thank you. Uh, very supportive dogs. Glad we have that. Hey, what's your name? Oh, don't have one. All right, cool. Um, nice. Uh, I have. What's what's that dog's name? Cooney. Cooney. Cootie. Oh, Cootie. Oh, and all, are they both yours? No, he's mine, but I know he's a permanent guest over here. Oh, cool. We have a residency. <laughs> all right. Um, you guys are very happy. Uh, I have a, I have a girlfriend. Very excited about that. Thank you. Yeah, uh, very happy. We got together in a very nonchalant way, though. Uh, I remember we were laying on my bed, and uh, I asked her, hey, we've been dating for about four months now. Does that mean that we're a boyfriend and girlfriend? And she said to me, basically... Uh, which is the most indifferent response to one of the most special human experiences one could ever hope to ever have. Uh, she gave me the same response that I would give to someone if they were to ask me, hey, uh, blue and cerulean, those are the same colors, right? And I'd say, basically. Uh, I'm really glad that we have titles, though. Very glad that we have that, because for a while I didn't know what we were. Um, uh, I, I was like, what, what are we? What are we? Uh, in my head, wasn't saying that verbally to her. Uh, I remember that we were in my car after a date. We parked across the street from my house, and uh, I asked her, hey, do you want to be my girlfriend? And she said, maybe we should go slower. And then we got off the car, went into my house, and uh, we had sex. And I was like, what's slower? What is slower? What do I have to do uh, for you to be my girl? Do I have to go out with your mom to get an idea of what kind of person you'll be in the future? Is that what slower means? Um, she's, she's OK. To give you an idea of the kind of person that she is, though, um, I. I, I'm more I'm more verbally affectionate. She's more physically affectionate. What that means is that I like when she tells me how great I am, and she likes coming. Like that's the difference between the two. Um, I, I sent her I sent her this picture. I sent her this. Pic I like Pokemon a lot, so I sent her uh, this picture of uh, two Butterfree. If you don't know what Butterfree are, it's just two giant butterflies. One was purple, one was pink, and uh, I was like, I captioned it, sent this picture to her. I was like, us. And then without missing a beat, she responds with, gay. Uh, I am dating a 19-year-old girl who acts like a high school bully. Uh, that's what I'm into right now. Um, I, I don't know. Girls are cool. I, I, was, uh, I, was, I was cleaning my room the other day, and I, and I found a couple letters that my ex-girlfriend actually written to me. Uh, in these letters, I found a series of coupons, the kind of coupons that you would redeem for small tasks and favors, like a back rub, things like that. I look very closely at the set of coupons, and I notice that they don't have expiration dates. <laughs> so I thought, what if I just waited out, you know, for the right moment in time to cash them in? Like her wedding day? Priest is like, do we have any reason why these two should not be wet? And I'm like, yeah, over here, back pew. I have these two make-out sesh anytime, anywhere coupons <laughs> that I would like to redeem. Also, said coupons don't have any rules or regulations. I made a 1,000 copies. Monetary value, one one-hundredth of a cent. Emotional value, closure. <laughs> and, there we go. Uh, unfortunately, no rebates to get back my time or my stuff. <laughs> yeah, that one's either, you know, it depends on what you think are morals um, for that joke, that punchline. Um, okay, uh, I'm, I'm growing up. I'm experiencing a lot of different things. I'm, I'm learning about my dad. I'm, uh, I'm glad I'm doing that. I'm 20. I really didn't know my dad when I was a kid. Uh, my dad was constantly in jail. Thank you. Thank you for coming to the show, both you and your dog. By Alpo? Aldo. Aldo. Albo. Elbow. All right. There we go. Sorry. Thank you so much. He's so happy. Thanks. Support live comedy. All right. <laughs>
Oh, no worries. All right, let's start that one all over again. Rewind. All right, like you didn't hear the premise. Okay, uh, I'm growing up. I'm experiencing a lot of different things. Like I, I'm learning things about my dad. I'm 20. My dad wasn't around when I was a kid, and I kind of wish that he was. Uh, I my dad wasn't around. I was 20 again. You wish you were 20 again? Yes, I do. For tonight, you will be 20. There we go. Yeah. Magic. There we go. I love magic. Magic is science that we don't understand yet. Um, uh, I, I get to learn about him. My dad was in jail. Uh, like He's gone to jail three different times because he's convicted of murder three different times. He's been convicted of murder three different times, which is way too many times for anyone to be convicted of anything, especially murder. Uh, the first time, he was framed for murder. The second time, he did it. He did it. Uh, if you have a rep of killing people, live up to it, stab someone. Uh, the third time is the most interesting time because my dad was convicted of murder by association. What happened was that he was over at a buddy's house. He fell asleep, and by the time he woke up, police were there because his friend killed someone while he was asleep. And that sucks, right? Man, to be 20 and wake up to that? Yeah, you been there? Oh, fuck. Oh. Jail's crazy. It's like it's, it's, it's it is. I, I can imagine jail being a, a bunch of different things. Like my dad should not be out for sure. He should not be out. Like for him to be in that situation sucks. It sucks so hard. Like I get upset when I fall asleep. I wake up and someone ordered pizza and I don't know about it. Like that's the kind of frustration I would experience. <laughs> and um, I mean, also, how bad of a host was that guy uh, to give my dad jail time? Bad host, very bad host. Uh, <laughs> I love this. I love this so much. Um, what else? What else? Oh, I, I'll, I'll do this one. Um, how am I at with, with time, Pam? You have four minutes. Four minutes? Okay, cool. I have time. Nice. Um, yeah, my my dad. I don't know. My my mom and my dad, they were both uh, in a gang throughout my adolescence. They beat people up, they stole, and they sold drugs. But Oh, they didn't steal, actually. I fucked up my own joke. Uh, all right. <laughs> Let's recover. Uh, recover and commit. Uh, that's what I learned in my Theater 101 class. Uh, CSUN, represent Matadors. Um, <clears throat> What's my name? Yes. My name's Vince. Vince. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks, thanks, Maria. Thank you for being here. And Cooney, Cooney. Okay, cool. I'll I'll talk to you. I'll talk to Cooney after, and to you. We'll see. Okay. All right. Nice. <laughs> um, I um. Um, I had my first ever sleepover not too long ago. Uh, that was fun. Uh, I'm way too old for sleepovers though. Uh, what happened was that I went over to my buddy's house and, and uh. He fell asleep before I did, so naturally I started thinking about pranks that I can do. Uh, number one prank that I think we all unanimously think about is that I would draw uh, a penis on his face, right? That's what we'd all think about. Uh, I don't like that. I like to take that and make it my own. What I did was uh, I drew a face on his dick. <laughs> that way, when he wakes up, he's like, oh, man, he got me again. Should have more sleepovers. Maybe, maybe a better prank would be to kill someone while he's asleep. Um, all right, the tag back to that. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because that dog probably has a bunch of stories. Um, to t uh, <clears throat> um, 
I I'm I'm not in college. Well, I am in college. I'm wow. I'm in somewhere else mentally right now. Uh, I am I'm in college, and I like being in college. There's some things that I'm I'm happy about. Thank you, thank you, education, and uh, I I like it because uh, I'm more comfortable doing certain things like uh, eating certain foods like bananas. I couldn't eat bananas when I was in high school. Uh, kids kids are pretty awful when you're in uh, grade school. Uh, what I would do in high school to eat a banana would be I would peel it and then cut it up into little pieces and then eat it. But now that I'm in college, what I do is I peel a banana and I swallow it whole. <laughs> it's faster. Uh, um, mm, I um, I live in this this really obscure neighborhood in LA uh, called Glassell Park, um, and that that community is predominantly Latino. I'm Latino. Um, and uh, it's being gentrified hardcore, very hardcore gentrification, and I don't like that. Um, there's just so many white people coming in, and I feel it's having a major effect on the schools. I went to Sonia Sotomayor Learning Academies, which is predominantly Latino, and uh, what happened was that these two Latino kids brought loaded guns to school. Luckily, they were caught and nothing happened, but I can't believe that they assimilated that quickly to white culture. <laughs> I would have thought they would be more of a process. Like, they would replace hot Cheetos with kale. Uh, they'd listen to Neutral Milk Hotel more. Something uh, more tame. <laughs> something that isn't murder, you know? <laughs> was that the light that you did? I did. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, last joke. Uh, I thought it was going to be the four. <laughs> uh, well, I, that's only for the people that are actually Oh, okay, cool, cool. Okay, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I like these. I, I like being here. <laughs> uh, last joke. Uh, also, thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Um, yeah. Uh, earlier today, I was walking down the street, and I saw this woman, this older woman, directly across from me, and it got to where she was right in front of me. Uh, we're in each other's walkway, and uh, I'm trying to leave, get out of the way, uh, so I walk over to the right, and she also walked in that direction. Then I walked over to my left, and she also walked into, the into that direction. And then I crossed her up and broke her ankles. Uh, <laughs> She got postered. Uh, thank you so much for having me, Mutiny Radio. Thank you, Pam. Vince Caldera, all the way out of L.A. Yeah! Huzzah! Good times. Uh, your next comedian. Uh, you can't classify him, you know? Some people call people alt-comedians. They put him in these weird boxes and they say they're this way or they're that. He's not anyway. He's his own way. And we'll see what happens. Because every time, I'm always confused and laughing and bewildered by the amazing comedy of Karim Harmonsi. <laughs> Yay! Oh, thank you, Pam. Thank you so much. I uh, I am I don't know what's gonna happen either. I like to keep it fresh. Like to keep it, you know, unpracticed. Um, so, man, CUNY is that named after uh, like the City University of New York? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what that was, but no, it's a cute dog. Um, Bananas. Right on, man. Um, I, pre I love bananas. It's the year of the monkey. And uh, I, you know, I can't do that. I can't do act outs. Um, I, love the, I love bananas so much. I uh, recently 
I was uh, with a lady, and she was like, oh, you, uh, you do comedy, right? Um, you know, um, you know, I don't have any condoms, but if you want to slip on a banana peel, <laughs> and it sucks as a, she, I mean, she actually, she's losing the mission, she only had plantains, and I don't know, I, if, you know, when it's, when you have that accordion condom thing going on, it's, don't look at my crutch, don't look at my crutch. Um, I saw that, it's, um, I don't know, I, but anyway, I mean, I don't know, it's nice living out here in the neighborhood. I was walking, the previous comic was really funny, talking about gentrification. I was walking behind uh, yesterday two ladies who were talking about, you know, the, na- the way the neighborhood has changed in the past 10 years, and we passed a library, and uh, one, of the, one of them was like, you know, oh, and now we have a fucking library here? And uh, I mean, I had to, like, take a little, I was like, come on, a library? Like, but then I went in and um, asked the library attendant, I was like, you know, do you have any books on like how to kill white people? Because, you know, that's, <laughs> they did. And they said yes. And um, so I got some. And then I was like, oh, so what was here before? And the library, the lady was like, oh, it was a Mexican library. And I was like, oh. It's because gentrification. Uh, <clears throat> Man, uh, threesomes, guys. I like threesomes. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I was with a lady recently, and she was like, "Oh, you know, threesome." I don't even like three-dimensional porn. Like, you know, it's like the, having that extra dimension just in the, in the corner. Like, what, you know, what, what are you doing? The third wheel. Um, so we're watching. So uh, you know, some really good two-dimensional stuff. Um, flog porn, big porn. Um, and boy, do I say, boy, you guys have no idea who Flagcorn. Never mind. Year of the Monkey, guys. Um, which is, comes every 12 years. So, you know, I'm either 24, 36, 48, or 60. You know, I don't, whichever one you... Uh, 44. 44? I mean, I had a... I smoked a lot of pot recently. Uh, I'm trying to quit. I, it fucks my memory, it fucks my memory up. Uh, so I've been like mixing in um, like forget-me-nots with my pop. <laughs> stupid, so stupid. I don't know what, I, guys, okay, I've been playing phone tag recently a lot with uh, San Francisco Department of Public Health. And it's really, it's not a person you wanna play phone tag with. Finally, I talked to them and they were like, you know, somebody anonymously gave your name as a, you know, a previous sex partner, and you might be, you might have an STD. And so I was like, you know, name names. And, you know, she was like, syphilis. And it's like, ah, oh, fuck. So I went down to the clinic and, um, you know, waited in line. And, you know, you know you're not old enough to be at the STD clinic when you wait, you know, until the number 69 to jump in and take it and uh, ended up, um, you know, I, I got some PTSD from that. Um, what else? I've uh, been schlepping around here in the mission. I, I'm kind of a, I don't know, kind of a schlub, schlubly. Would you say schlubly? I, I feel pretty schlubly right now. I was walking earlier in the street today, and there was a uh, homeless dude who started, you know, kind of air punching me. And I was like, you know, I had to like dodge and weave. Then I heard like the worst thing possible and it was uh, like some guy yelling out like, bum fight. 
And uh, it was like, come on, like, you know, I don't want to have to fight a bum right now. And um, so, yeah, we fought. My family's Turkish. It's, uh, don't clap. Why, why would you clap for that? Baklava is really good. Um, you know, they, they've been in Turkey for a while. They're actually from the island of Crete in Greece. Um, you know, I'm not saying they're all pieces of shit, but they are excretions. Um, uh, I'm, in a, I'm in a groany mood. I'm, I just feel like groaning right now. Um, when I'm... I went on a date recently with a gal, and uh, she was like, you know, are you into manscaping? I was like, you know, well, when I was younger, I was into boyscaping, and she didn't take that too well, but it w we, had, we had a nice time after that. She had a lot of trouble, like, kind of, uh, like, getting, extracting compliments, and so I had to, like, teach her, like, how to draw it out of me, and, you know, I... Um, you know, it kind of goes to show if you give a girl a compliment, it might feed her ego for a day. But if you, you know, teach her how to fish for a compliment, it'll feed her ego for a lifetime. Um, what, corn dogs? I don't know. I got unfriended my, my longest uh, friend today uh, on Facebook. I knew, I've known him since I was four years old. And, like, I you wrote him on Facebook, a nice message. I, but I also mentioned that I... Um, like, the first time I ejaculated, uh, he was in the room. And I don't know if you remember Real Sex, great HBO series. Um, and I don't know. Uh, what else? Went on a date recently with, a, with another gal. And um, she was like, oh, I want a guy who I look at and I, you know, where his eyes, hey buddy, um, his eyes are the window to his soul, and I was like, you're the apple of my eye. Anyway, it's a Windows apple. She turned out to be a Windows girl. I don't know. Um, I, so anyway, San Francisco, it's, nunchucks are illegal here, guys. I don't know if, uh, there are, nunchucks are illegal. It's, um, in all of California, you're, Banned. It's, it's a true story. You can look it up. It sucks, though. Uh, a friend of mine had to shut down his nunchuck store. And, uh, you know, now he sells basically two guns held together by a uh, chain. Because um, you're allowed, you know, sell uh, gunchucks here. Um, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I am sweating. Profusely, I feel like right now. Um, really? I feel really wet right now. Um, I don't know what it is. It's. Sorry. Uh, anyway, so I. No, your dog makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside. I. Um, I don't know. I was in my bathroom the other night peeing, and there was. The sounds of my housemate just having wild, raucous sex in the other room. And it was embarrassing because, like, you know, sometimes how, like, your penis doesn't know that you're not the one having sex. And it was like, oh, I don't want to. Oh, this is going to get. No, this is going to get gross. Um, you want to hear about my penis? Yeah. Okay, well, 
I don't want to. <laughs> anyway, um, I had to like. Anyway, you know, you don't want to hear about it. My penis, my penis, my penis was very confused and thought I was the one having. So anyway, it was hard to pee. It's hard to pee after that. I um. <clears throat> what else? Oh, thank you. I uh. Whew. Let's see. That sounds. That sounds like he's a little, a little peaked. Um, I love it. No, I love it. I love hearing animals. I love hearing animals. I, I, my parents. Uh, well, my my dog got sent to. Uh, No, I appreciate that. I love protective dogs. Um, I my so my anyway. No, it's disgusting. It's really disgusting. Um, I I don't want to talk about pee. I'll finish on. Uh, I took my dog when I was a kid to the um, the vet. This is the saddest saddest thing I can think of right now. And. Um, the, the vet took the dog and was like, okay, yeah, we'll do a little operation. Should be fine the next morning. And I went back the next day, and he gave me a pile of ashes. And he was like, yeah, there was a complication. Your dog died, and here are his remains. No, it's, it's, it's really uh, it's painful. And um, yeah, no, true story. I, Anyway, I, I'm sorry I brought you guys down. Um, no, but no, I, I well, okay. Well, every time I pee, I feel like it smells like dog pee, and it's disgusting. Anyway, you get out of your hair. Um, thank you so much, Pam, and have a wonderful rest of the night, guys. about your dog I am so sorry about your I am so sorry about death and dismemberment I only read Stephen King for fun I don't believe in real death come on you guys we're all gonna live forever am I right yay we're all gonna live forever and Mike Kors will never get tied up in other things everything's gonna be great your next comedian is actually the one that's out of Culver City you know here's the thing Tico's Tacos, am I right? Tito's, Tito's, it's a Culver City in the thing. And I had a friend who lived in Venice Beach and she went to Culver City High. And it's like a motherfucking thing, these Tito's Tacos. Everybody hangs out there, you drink outside, and you drink like 10 tacos for $4 or whatever the fuck ridiculous thing it is. Culver City is not a pile of shit, you guys, especially because your next comedian is going to tell you how awesome, and he's from there, so he's super rad. Everybody put your heads together for Nathan Mosher! Give it up for... Yeah, get him in here. Get, yeah. <laughs> I did go to Culver City. I like, I like how the dog growled right when he said, my penis. <laughs> He's like, don't remind me. Don't... Oh, I already knew this. All right. I already knew that I was... All right. I'm, 
All right, I brought half of you uh, and the dog. <laughs> oh, oh, it's I can't. I have to say this. It's gonna be in my head the whole time. Uh, I went to the nunchuck store. <laughs> there was none. I thought there would be chock chock full of that. All right, that's. <laughs> I. Where is he? He's gone. All right. Hey, how's it going, man? Hey, I'm gonna move this so you can see me. Cool, man. Are you just out there? Are you a comic? Doorman, slash comic. Oh, slash comic? Dude, that's cool. All right, cool. Uh, it's my set list. No, uh, it's a rental. Or it's a oh, I did go to Culver City. I did go to Culver City High School. I just, yeah, I go to UCLA now, and I went to Culver City. But do you know people from there or no? I'm 20. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Might be a janitor. Might be a janitor there. So. My mom? You know my mom? Maybe. Loida? Is she 41? No, but she's nothing. Okay, I can't. I'm trying. <laughs> my mom has, uh, is actually a Filipino. I'm half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm half uh, Filipino, half white. I'll be whatever you want me to be. I'm pretty insecure, but uh, that's what I am. <laughs> it's cool. I uh, Oh, I figured out why Asians are bad at driving. Uh, yeah, people, it's because uh, it's really hard to drive when all you can hear is the voices of your parents telling you you're not good enough. That's why it's hard. Yeah, the GPS is like, turn back, you're not going to make it. Is that a right on Sepulveda? What is that? that <laughs> My mom grew up poor in the Philippines and worked really hard so that I could grow up middle class, which is awesome that she would do that for me. But now nothing I ever do to become successful will compare to coming from the Philippines. Like, growing up for me was like I started a new video game, but with my mom's memory card. No matter what level I get to, she could just be like, yeah, but that's because I beat most of the game for you. It's <laughs> the only reason why you're in college is because I beat Manny Pacquiao in hard mode. And I got to be like, yeah, but you did marry a white man. That is kind of like a cheat code. So you can't. So you can't. And uh, now I'm doing comedy, which is kind of like I erased my mom's memory card and replaced it with a potato chip. Uh, it's pretty dumb, but... But uh, my sister, my yeah, my sister wants to be an artist, and uh, I want to be a comedian, because I feel like it's our job as newly minted Americans to make sure the American dream stops with my mother. That's how we're doing it. <laughs> you grow up stable. You don't want to be stable. You're like, ah, oh, maybe I should try out poverty. That sounds cool. <laughs> Grass is always greener on the other side. Maybe cement is a brighter shade of gray on the sidewalk. I'll sleep on. See what happens. But I used to want to be a doctor, right? So when my sister would be like, I want to be an artist, my mom was like, oh, we still have Nathan. And, <laughs> and then I was like, I want to do comedy. And she was like, oh, fuck, <laughs> I don't have a backup plan. Then my dad quit his job as an actuary to go into Christian ministry, and he has to get donations. Yeah, I was like, we were playing this huge game of financial stability chicken. Right? We are all driving towards stability. We just swerved last minute. My mom was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I thought we were going for it. You guys are fucking pussies. It's stupid. Sucks. I, I do. Uh, I, f I was a pretty uh, smart kid, though. I, uh, I found out Santa wasn't real when I was uh, three. Yeah. I was at the mall, and I, I went up to Santa. I said, yo, Santa, you keep a Glock next to your AK? He said, what? I said, yeah, you ain't real, dog. And then I walked away. Yeah. You keep a Glock next to your AK? You make believe all day. And then I crip walked out the mall. We tell a lot of kids to our uh, a lot of kids to our lies. We tell a lot of kids to our lies. A lot of lies to our kids. That's what <laughs> tell kids to. Ch <laughs> yeah, we tell this one on. All right, is this thing working? All right, cool. Uh, 
tell a lot of lies to our kids. We tell them that they should uh, chase their dreams, that they can chase. Uh, we should. That's stupid. We should tell them that they can't. Yeah. So motherfuckers like me have more room to shine. No. Weed <laughs> them out early. No. We tell a lot. Like I, I did a speech about chasing your dreams in fifth grade. I did a speech about the road not taken by Robert Frost. Do you guys know that poem? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm talking to a friend. I was talking to a friend about it. She said, "You know that poem was a joke, right?" So I looked it up. Turns out it's one of the most misinterpreted poems of all time. So what happened. Robert Frost wrote it to his friend Edward Thomas, right? They would go on walks together. Edward would always try to take the scenic route, but he would beat himself up when he wouldn't find anything cool. So Frost wrote the poem, like, it doesn't matter which road you take. You're going to regret it anyways. But people were like, oh, it's so profound. Road, let's travel, chase your dreams. And Frost was like, no, you're a little bitch. You're going to complain anyways. That's what it, it doesn't matter if you chase your dreams. That's what he really meant. <laughs> And what's crazy is Edward Thomas took it so seriously that he thought Frost was calling him a coward. So he joined the army, and then he died two years later. This is a true, all because of that poem. He joined the army to prove to Frost he wasn't a pussy. And then he died because he took a poem too seriously, which is like the most pussy way to die ever. That sucks. It'd be like if a dude put a gun to your head, he was like, tell me what this poem means or you die. And you're like, oh, I think it's about your childhood. He's like, no, it's something I read on a bathroom stop, blah, blah, blah. He didn't even die in battle, too. Here's how he died. He died because he was walking out to fill his pipe. A shell passed by, and then the rush of air was so intense that his heart stopped beating. This dude got killed by air, right? He was like, I'm not a coward, and then a rush of air went by. He was like, oh, Lord, and then he died. I don't even think Frost was a poet. He was just the greatest prankster of all time. Wrote this poem, duped all of America, got his friend to freak the fuck out. That's just an episode of Punk, right? But when his friend died, he came out like Ashton Kutcher's like, you just got frosted, dude. Wake up. You're on camera. <laughs> Poem wasn't even meant to be mean. That rush of air it was just me blowing through a straw. Wake up. <laughs> yeah, cool. I do like going to college, though. Uh, I go to UCLA. I saw this organization the other day there. It said it was called uh, Face AIDS UCLA. I feel like people think are going to think you can get AIDS on your face. That's not the right name. <laughs> Their cause is like, hey, put on this condom. Now we're gonna need a ski mask. You might have face aids, bitch. I'm gonna, <laughs> gonna have to put on a scarf. You might have neck herpes. I don't know what you have. I figured out why Magic Johnson never got AIDS though, because he has HIV. Never. And people think it's because he has money to pay for treatments. No, he's been hiding the solution in his name the whole time. His name is Magic. Johnson, he has a magic penis. That's clearly the solution to AIDS, right? Think he beat AIDS with just a regular old dick? No, he has a wizarding wand down there. A la Harry Potter. Went to that place they sell wands. The dude was like, hey, magic needle wand. He said, kind of. Which one of these could fight STDs? He said, oh, you mean the elder penis. <laughs> they told us this day would come. Didn't think we'd have to use it ever since Harry Gadar defeated the wizarding world of AIDS back in the 1960s because the muggle world is 20 years behind the real. You guys know that your history. But since you are the greatest point guard of all time, Magic Jackson, which is his name before he got the thing, I christened the Magic Johnson, right? So he puts the penis on Magic, and then Magic used it on all the women. But then one day, he was having a threesome with Lord Voldemort, who, let's be honest, definitely has face AIDS. Have you seen his face, right? It's all fucked up. Try to give Magic a blowjob, Magic said. When Guardian Leviosa AIDS and then AIDS levitated off his dick, <laughs> off of his face and onto Freddie Mercury. Whoever, I don't know. It's probably him. But they were. I think it's funny cause, uh, to imagine Voldemort having sex. Because you can't say his name. <laughs> you know what I mean? So the girl just has to be like, oh yeah, he who must not be named. Oh yeah, he who must not be named. Oh, you know who. <laughs> 
Say my name. No, I can't. <laughs> don't spell inside me. Don't, oh wait, a, don't cast a spell inside me. Do it on my face. All right. That's my favorite part of that. I just had a baby. Give it up for me. I just had a baby for, for dinner. For dinner. For, all right. For dinner. That's okay. Fine. <laughs> Joke's confusing because I have to say it with the right timing. If the, clap, the claps get louder than the punchline. And then they're like, he did have a baby. And I'm like, no, it's for, I ate it. And they're like, fuck you, man. <laughs> we were excited for you. Even though, yeah, we're progressive in this, whatever this scenario is. Because you're young, but you're, it's cool, man. Good job. Good for you. I think babies are weird. Uh, okay. Uh, do you guys find it weird that if you mix baby powder with water, it doesn't make a baby? but yet it tastes just as good. All right, back to back. <laughs> Eating baby jokes. Yeah. I really want to drop the mic, but I'm too gentle. Uh, <laughs> how's it going? Uh, I, like, uh, I like rap music. I like, uh, yeah. Do you like rap music? Or oh, shit. That was the greatest response. Dude, I fucking do. Uh, what? Talib Kweli. Yeah, well, that's most deaf in Talib Kweli. Okay, cool. Uh, I like uh, rap, but people don't think rap is, uh, they don't like it because it demeans women, which I don't think, yeah, I don't think, right? Yeah, I don't think anyone, I don't think anyone should demean women, but I think we need songs that demean women. Here's why. <laughs> uh, because that's exactly what you need to hear, right, when a girl breaks your heart, right? You don't want to hear, well, then you need to hear, like, Kelly Clarkson or something. Uh, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> Nah, but it's, uh, you need it, you know what I mean? You need to, that's what you want to hear, right? When a girl breaks your heart. You don't want to hear songs that value women, right? You want to hear like, fuck bitches, get money, I'm projecting a false sense of a difference because a woman made me scared to care. That's what you want to hear, right? <laughs> and women do that too. They, they put down men to feel better about themselves. I was at this bar and this guy was hitting on this chick and he's like, oh, you like, the my, uh, you like football? I actually played for the Miami Dolphins, right? And then she said the greatest shutdown I've ever heard in my life. She said, oh yeah? And then what? <laughs> then what? <laughs> you work at Wells Fargo? He's like, shit, you got me. What? How do you beat that? You know what I mean? I was actually a president for two consecutive terms. Oh, yeah? And then what? Well, I still work in politics, but not as heavily. Well, you ain't shit to me because I only fuck with people who are currently doing impressive shit. <laughs> right? Like, okay. Uh, but it's, uh, I fucked up. Man. Okay, I had more to that joke. And then I lost steam. <laughs> I, oh, I was actually, uh, I was on UCLA at the, uh, this place called the Bruin Walk, and people come by, and this uh, five-year-old black kid came up to me, and he goes, uh, do you know why cops shoot black people and get away with it? Which is like a really tough question to answer, but from a five, I was like thrown off. I was like, oh, it's racism, it's complicated, it's institutional, like, I don't know, man, just like, and I was like, ooh, I didn't know what to say. And then he was just like, uh, well, check out my mixtape and find out, and then he tried to sell me his mixtape. Yeah, I listened to it too. It was just him rapping about popsicles. It had nothing to do. He's just like, popsicle are the best. Parents aren't cool. I eat them in bed. I eat them in school. I was like, this has nothing to do with police brutality. It's false for advertising. But I thought about it. That is a pretty great way to sell a mixtape, right? Using social issues to promote your product, right? Just like, hey, do you know why uh, mass shootings happen on average once a day per year? Because uh, you go crazy too. If you tried new Krispy Kremes, caramel latte donut. <laughs> Do you know why women only get paid 70 cents to every man's dollar? Because Girl Scout cookies are 30% more delicious. Buy our girl. 
He probably uses it on his mom too. She's like, hey, you're grounded. She's like, you're grounded. He's like, do you know, mom, you know there's more black people incarcerated right now than there were during slavery time? She's like, no. He's like, well, locking people up like me isn't going to help that out, mom. <laughs> Buy my mixtape. All right, yeah, cool. The dog's cool. He gave me a standing ovation. That's cool. All right. That's it. Thank you, guys. Keep it going for Nathan Mosher. All the way out of Tito's Tacos. Fucking Culver City. Good times. Uh, that's a place that people live. He's from Culver City. Yeah, yeah, Tito's Tacos. He lives right around the corner. Yeah, no, he he grew up he he grew up in uh, he grew up in uh, South Central the Ingleside. You guys can have a cigarette later and talk about it. It'll be cool. You'll have a conversation. It'll be great. Everybody will be happy. Everyone will have fun. Uh, we're gonna actually put up your headliner next because he has to go somewhere. He has to be somewhere at ten. So we're gonna give him his twenty minutes now. Because he's a fucking baller and he's hysterical as fuck and I'm gonna go outside and be like, hey outside people, why aren't you inside? Because your headliner's on right now, he's gonna do 20 minutes. Sadly, he's leaving us for New York City because he's going to be famous. Uh, But you guys can see him all the time right now while he's at his residency on Cheaper Than Therapy at the Shelton Theater. He's an amazing human being. Clap your hands together, everybody. It's Richard Toomer! Keep it going. Keep it going for Pam Benjamin, everyone. Pam Benjamin! <laughs> Fucking this thing is wonderful. Is anybody else? I am drunk as fuck. I have to do 20 minutes. It's crazy. It's crazy. How could you get so drunk so early? And St. Patrick's Day fucked me up. Uh, my mother, she, she sent me a text message. She was like, she's on Ancestry.com which I don't think black people should ever be on, <laughs> right? Because cause Ancestry.com, you're like, you're reading, you know, you read diaries about the history of your family. But if you're black, you read the diaries and you get the Ken Burns thing, and then it goes from the diaries. You know, the Ken, you know what I'm talking about, the Morgan Freeman narrated PBS special <laughs> fucking ancestry and then it and then it just transfers into just like receipts and to your fucking thing where you just read your ancestors and then at the bottom of it it just says all sales are final <laughs> so i'm like why the fuck are you on ancestry.com mom we're black that's crazy she's like we're irish and uh, and i'm like really she was like yeah we're part irish and i was like oh it's uh it's slavery was it slavery? Was it sla- was it rape? Was- and she's like, no, no slavery, no rape, and that's a miracle. That's America. It's beautiful. They just fall in love. <laughs> they just fell in love. Irish woman just dipped down through Canada and moved into Michigan. Met my great grandfather, and then just made a bunch of people. A lot of cum. A lot of cum that makes all of us. You ever think about all the cum that makes you? That all, that all the rivers have come that made you through the centuries. That's a weird thing to say, but I said it. I said it. I said it. You guys doing what? You all right? You got his jacket on? Happy St. Patrick's Day. I'm Irish. Welcome. Uh, are you Irish? I'm not. You're married, though. I'm married. God, that's great. Is that great? Are you? Are you? God. You know, I drink a lot, right? <laughs> 
I do. But sometimes, like, you know you drink a lot when you're, like, you're not really, like, walking home. You're more or less just, like, keeping the sidewalk away from your face with your feet. <laughs> you know what I'm talking Pam knows what Pam's like, oh, truth, finally, someone's speaking truth. I just thought, I was like, maybe I should have got my ex-girlfriend pregnant. Maybe I should have fucking got her pregnant, you know? Like, why not? Why not have a family? Do you have kids? But you want to have them. You believe in the future. That's crazy. You know, Trump's coming. Fuck, man. Isn't that crazy? That shit is... I used to be like, I would love to have overt racism. I used to say that shit. That, those words would come out of my fucking lips. They would pour out of my... These lips, these... Soft, moistened lips that I would, I would say, like, I wish that we would have overt racism. So I would, and now I see, like, a race war is coming. And I'm like, I'm not ready for that shit. I'm not ready for that shit at all. Because I've seen Walking Dead. And I love hillbillies. After seeing Walking Dead, I'm like, I need to find a hillbilly and a black woman to, like, be with. Because those are the only ones who survive walking in the apocalypse. It's hillbillies and black women. That's it. Somehow they maintain their dreadlocks in the fucking walking. That's crazy. Who's twisting your dreadlocks in a fucking zombie apocalypse? Them shits is hard. I know. You don't know dreadlocks. It's fine. I'm trying to connect. But it's not. It's fine. That shit's impossible. Black To maintain black hair in a fucking zombie apocalypse? Are you out of your fucking mind? Do you know how much relaxer we have? That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> but she doesn't. Michonne. She got a samurai sword. She's a myth. That woman is a unicorn. She's a black unicorn. It's beautiful. I would love to be with a black woman, but I don't believe in Jesus. <laughs> and it's very difficult. It's very difficult to date black women if you don't believe in Jesus. I've done it. I've tried. I've tried. I've tried gone on dates with black women and it's gone well and at a certain period of time there always comes up it always comes up like do you believe in you believe in jesus i'm like nah she's like you know it's almost like you can hear their pussies dry up like you don't believe in jesus and i was like no i don't believe it. she's like why do you don't believe in jesus I'm like because of slavery and i throw a bunch of money up on the table and i just run down the street and i'm like i don't believe in jesus because of slavery because it's real. I think about slavery too much. It sucks in America. <laughs> to, I do. You ever think about slavery? Do you? Don't be nervous. It's fine. We're just talking about slavery. Don't be nervous. Okay. How often do you think about it? You have a class about it? Really? Are you American history? Yeah, that's right. I got a class about it. It's called American history. <laughs> slavery. What you know about slavery? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I think about it a lot, uh, mostly when I have a job. Whenever I have a job, I always have this moment when I'm like working, I'm always like, man, this job is working me like a slave. Like, I have that thought. Like, that's a thought that comes into my head. And, like, 
the job sucks, but I have like check in with myself and be like, really? Like Richard, like like a slave, like like when you were late like yesterday, did they threaten to sell you to their competitor? <laughs> didn't you jerk off in the bathroom on Tuesday on your break? Like I'm pretty sure slaves didn't get to jerk off on their breaks. But what if they did? What if they didn't? Or they're out there like in the field just like picking cotton, picking cotton. Just looking over their shoulder, waiting for the dude to turn his back, be like, fuck yo, cotton. Dude turns his back, he's like, boy, are you coming on all of my cotton again? He's like, you're goddamn right. I am. All of his slaves in the field, looking at him dead in his eye, coming on all of his cotton. It's like wedding whack-a-mole. He pulls his whip out. Every time he slaps and they disappear, it's like, poof. It's fine. It's the sights and sounds of freedom right now. Drop the mic. I didn't even fucking need that mic. I like that joke. I like to imagine that like it like it's a dream. No, I got it. No, Pam. I like to imagine that it's a like it's a, like a dream where he's like there, he's like in bed and he's like, ah, Martha. I had the most horrible nightmare. All of us slaves were coming on all of our cotton. <laughs> they were throwing off all the weight. <laughs> they hate that shit. They hate it when you throw off the weight of their cotton. They're picking in the fields. They were pulling their big black dicks out. They were coming. Oh, they were so big. Oh, they were so black. She's like, well, how big were they? And he wakes up again. He's like, ah! <laughs> It's like Inception, basically. <laughs> I love it. I like that joke. Makes me happy. It's America. That's what that joke is. It's America. But I want to make, I want to make a TV show that makes everybody come together. That ends racism, right? Because that's how we do it now. Television. Maybe. I have this show, right? It's called Roots Loose. Right? It's pretty much like Roots, and that it's exactly like Roots. <laughs> <laughs> Except for all of the characters are played by Kevin Bacon. <laughs> I had, I had, it was based on this dream that I had, and I know it's not very popular for black people to talk about their dreams, but I had a dream <laughs> that Kevin Bacon, <laughs> Kevin Bacon was uh, dancing through the woods for his freedom. <laughs> and someone was like, get that nigga! And I was like, everybody get, everybody get. <laughs> what I did right there, it was a Roots and Footloose reference. It's what I, you saw it. Kelly Gray, you saw it. Well, that field. <laughs> I don't know what field. Field, house, who knows? Ha <laughs> ha! Oh, Jesus Christ. It's, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. I don't know what's happening. We're all doing fine. How are you doing? Is that a bad brain shirt? Nah, you're doing fine. Right? Ah, yeah. oh, so good. Wait, do you like metal? Yeah. Yeah. I went. And so. Okay, he likes me. Pim's like. God. I would, I would love to have. I went to. You guys know Neurosis? Have you ever heard of the band Neurosis? So Neurosis had like this. Their 30th anniversary. That have, uh, yeah, and uh, what is it called? 
uh, no, you don't know. Sweater ballroom, ballroom thing. I'm drunk, but I'm maintaining. Uh, Regency, it was great, but I had so much respect for my like little me, because I used to go to metal shows all the time, and I never realized how uncomfortable that shit is for a black child to be in that environment that was like there. Like I was there, they're all like, oh, oh, oh. like just a bunch of metal dudes raising their, f and unison, that's terrifying. It's terrifying. It's fucking ter, I was in the pit. I was like, oh, 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 oh. I'm like, I gotta get the fuck out of this. this is, it's just too much shit going on right now. That's like, it's fine. But metal dudes are the nicest. They're the nicest people. They look like the most streets, but they're... Because <laughs> if you're in the pit... I'm talking about pits here. Bros. You ever been in a, have you ever been in a pit before? <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to... Have you ever, have you ever, have you ever, ever been in the pit, bro? But I was in it. <laughs> and then you fall down. And some dude, some fucking Nordic motherfucker, come, bro, get up, bro. It's fine. Pull yourself up from my beard. <laughs> and you pull yourself up from his beard, and he sends you on his way, on your way. It's fucking, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's fucking amazing. That we don't need to fucking have march for fight. Just have a giant mosh pit. Where, where some good fucking music where everybody can be a, aggressive and pull each other up from it. It's great. It's great. It's just a beautiful experience that I had. Met a black dude in the pit too. He was so happy to see me. He was like, bro. I, I see you. I see him. I know, it's a lot of black stuff. It's a lot of, you guys are just bearing it. I understand. We talk about other things. Can I? I don't know if I can anymore. There, I am overwhelmed with racism in, Ameri in America right now. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy. The Klan is back. That's fucking nuts. I'm sorry. That's a lot of rage. It's black rage, but it's, it's filtered through white suburbia, <laughs> which was my upbringing. That's the thing, that's the one benefit I have. I was raised in white suburbia. I ate a lot of quiche, so I can't really scare people that much. <laughs> Wish I could. So good. I know. Oh, it's so delicious. My mom makes the best quiche. It's not even Italian, but she makes it so good. I can't, I can't inform you how good it is unless I'm Italian. I love it so much. She shaves the potato, she makes the crust and the potato, like what the f She's a beautiful woman. She used to beat my ass though. Fuck that one, but I love her. She did though. People meet her, they're like, what a lovely woman. I'm like, you have no idea. This woman used to drag me through the carpet. Like fucking, like I was, like I was raptor bait. You remember Jurassic Park remember that fucking, the Mexican dude that got dragged through the No! That was me, that was my childhood. You gotta, you gotta beat your kids, though. You gotta beat your kids. You taking notes? There, uh, Lois Lane. Lois Lane over here is uh, taking notes. <laughs> Raptor bait. All right, black people still beating their children. That's fine. That's fine. This just in. <laughs> Same day. Same day. Uh, 
I did not plan this out, so I do not know where I'm going next. <laughs> not plan this out. Bullshit. What was I saying? Saying a thing. What other thing? Oh no, it's fine. I'll figure it out. I've been doing this thing lately where you're like, ah, fuck it. You know? <laughs> what are we doing? Writing things? It's fine. Call your loved ones. That's what you should do. When you're writing all your jokes, call your fucking family. That's what you should, because they miss you. They miss all of us. My family misses me. They're like, why don't you call? We miss you. I'm like, no, I got to fucking make these chuckle fuckers like fucking... I make them laugh. I make these people laugh. They miss me, and I miss them. You got a connection with your family? You close with them? No, right? Uh, but maybe they're not good. They all live here, though. See, that's even crazier. Why do white people hate their families so much? Fuck Shelly's family. So you hate your families because they ruin everything? No, I'm sorry. It's a generalization. I, you know, we all hate our families. Do we? Like I don't know. You <laughs> have a giraffe in the back? A graph. Nah. I wish you had a gir- I wish you had a giraffe in the back. God, that would be so much better than a gra- than a graph. Ugh. Can we get a giraffe in here? Wait, Pam, if you could fuck any other animal besides a human being. What? Squirrel. Squirrel? Squirrel. Two part question. And why? The fe- get over the fluffy tail is great. Sexy, fu- sexy fluffy tail? Like you're like twitches. The nails seem like a hazard. The nails seem like a hazard. But the fluffy tail, I get that. Oh, tiny little fingers. Oh. But the, what about the, wow, yeah, okay. You know what? I was like not on board at first. And then you brought me around. When you started talking about how they would, they're because they're tiny hands. Of course you got tiny clits. Fuck, they're so small. Sorry, dog. I mean, they could find it with their tiny little hands. Of course. God, that makes so much sense. Because we're with our giant finger. It's like, it's like we're hitting fucking a keypad that you, but they're tiny little fingers. They can get in there, under the hood, around it. God, tickle it. They did all sorts of things with their tiny little fingers. I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, that's what you do. Wait, you got you to gotta make them suffer first, obviously. <laughs> obviously, like... This is like, you're for me now. Like, I'm gonna rip your fucking fingernails out so you can touch my fucking clit. Right. Because this is America, and I want your fucking, and fucking, fucking twitch your tail at the same time. You better fucking like it. I understand. Oh, God. With band-aid fucking fingers. Squirrel with band-aid fingers, just like, Try. <laughs> We're talking about fucking animals, lady. <laughs> We're talking about fucking them. Fucking them! With our parts! Because we want to! And you might judge. Do you judge people who fuck animals? 
right? Now you don't because you saw it in my eyes. Now you don't. People judge people who fuck animals, and that's crazy because we eat cheeseburgers. That's fucking nuts. If you found a talking cow and you went up to that talking cow and you're like, look, uh, I got options. I got two options for you. First option is that, um, well, we turn you into a cheeseburger. And you explained what a cheeseburger was to this talking cow, where you're like, ah, we're gonna ground your bit, bits up, and we're gonna milk your bits, and then grill your bits on your bits, and then we're gonna eat your bits, and it's gonna be great. And the cow's like, God damn, that's horrible. What's the, uh, like, what's the ladder? Like, well, the ladder is uh, what uh, some dude stands on while he fucks you from behind. Cow would be like, what? Please, fuck me. Don't, please, fuck me. Don't turn me into a cheeseburger. Please, please, don't turn, with your human dick? I wouldn't even feel that shit. It's fine, get back there, moo, moo. I even pretend I'm into it, moo, moo, moo. Oh, yeah, sure, oh, you're really hitting that spot. Moo, moo, please don't turn me into a cheeseburger, moo. These were the options I was given, Lord. These were the options I was given. Lord. <laughs> We're talking about uh, fucking cows. Sure, sure. Uh, you know, hey, it's fine. We'll fuck that dog later. It's fine. If you give them options, how can we judge them? How can we judge people? I don't judge people who fuck animals. We do. People want to judge people. I don't like it. I think fuck that animal. They might like it. Who knows? He likes it. <laughs> Mike, he likes it. Cows are women. Cows are female. Come on. You know, like, it's fine. <laughs> gender neutral cow. <laughs> oh, fuck me, a gender neutral cow. Sit. I hate all that shit. I'm so looking forward to not living here. I hate that language so much. I, just because I don't like tiptoeing around shit. Where you're like, you learn things. You're Am I? I'm just, well, thank you for just acknowledging that I'm a man. Because I hear this voice that comes out of my mouth sometimes, and I'm like, my God. I, uh, that's the thing that bothers me. You know, like, like black, black men are uh, homophobic. And I'm like, that's a stereotype. There's a, and I'm like, don't you care about shoes too much to be homophobic and moisturizer? Like, I can't walk out of the house with fucking sweet sneakers and ashy elbows. Oh, uh, oh! Did you guys get uncomfortable? Did your assholes pucker up on that one? Nah, your asshole's good. <laughs> He's like, mm, no, I'm good. I, I don't know what I'm saying. But you're doing great, whatever you're doing. I drink so much. We drink so much. Yay! <sighs> you have friends that keep you hostage where you like can't leave their house until they make you drink everything in their fucking house. And like, I, like I, we've drank all the things. I want to go home. Like, no, 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 we can go, we can go. I know a bar. It opens. 
I know a bar that opens at 6 o'clock. I know a bar that opens now at 6 o'clock. We can go there and we can drink like we don't want to live. We can do that right now. If you want to do Clooney's, if you don't want to live at six o'clock in the fucking morning, you can go there and you can drink like you don't want to live. And you'll see the oldest motherfuckers who are there and they look like those old dudes from the fucking Muppets and they're all there just sitting around the bar drinking. It's crazy. It's great though. Am I ready for New York? It's going to kill me. Or it'll make me stronger. I don't know. It's going to kill me. I don't know. Hey, you know what? At least I lived. Once, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what the moral of that story is. Have you been to New York before? Have you lived there? No. All right. You don't know if you could do it. You've lived there, Kelly. Can I make it? Thank you. Thank you. And just, like, not me, but just survive it. That's all I, I could probably do all right then. I just don't want to, yeah, it's fine. All right, you know what? I guess I got to go, right? All right, I got to go. Uh, but before I go, how do you guys feel about squirters? That's all I just want to know. Before, you love them, right? You like squirters? It's like you have no passion behind it. It's like you don't really care. Like, you don't really care about squirters. Like, they can't fake that shit. Like, that's the thing that's beautiful about it. They ejaculate in your face, bro. It's like Niagara Falls coming out of their pussies, bro. It's fucking amazing. Are you kidding me? It's the best shit. No? <laughs> Have you ever experienced it? How old are you? Ah, uh, you got time. You got time. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's so great, though. I don't know. Is it P, though? No. Is it not P? It's not P. It's P? Nobody knows. You don't even know what a squirt. God. It's not P. It's not P. Nobody knows. It's, hap- it's not P, it's uh, happenstance. It's uh, the next generation of uh, happenstance. James T. Kirk, uh, here we are trying to make them squirt. <laughs> oh my God, I hope it's not P. Uh, otherwise, I've been peed on a couple of times. Okay, well then, cool. It's a lot of pee! Nobody knows! All right, I gotta go. Thank you very much, Pam. Give it up for Pam Benjamin! show at Cheaper Than Therapy because he is the uh, resident guest at Cheaper Than Therapy this particular month, which is really exciting. Uh, if you want to be the resident host of Cheaper Than Therapy, you got to be a tweeter or a twatter. got to go on Twitter. You got to make one. I said my Twitter tweet or twatter was, because I don't have one, but I was like, hey, Louisa. Um, uh, I was like, comedy is the second best medicine. MDMA is the first, but both are cheaper than therapy. Yay! It's not that funny. I know, I'm not that funny. It's okay. Is it? 
It's, it was less than 141 characters, so I knew what I was doing. Your next comedian knows what he's doing. I don't see him in my sight. There he is. Our next comedian makes me laugh in the most bizarre ways. Like, sometimes I accidentally pee my pants, and sometimes... No, he is so funny, and he is like... Don't, there's no expectations for our next comedian because he's amazing. Put your hands together for FC Sierra. Can I vape nicotine? Mm -hmm. You get, uh, you get 10. Okay, but can I, can I vape nicotine? Yeah, well, I vape. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah, I'd like to settle this matter. I know not everybody's in here anymore. Uh, so actually, before we move on with the set, let's just lower our expectations. If I don't do as well as Richard did, it's because there are fewer people, not because I'm worse. Anyway, I'd like to settle this dispute. Uh, I've been having this conversation like a few times a week for the last three weeks. People asking... What's the difference between squirt and pee? What's, there's no difference. Between, apparently, it's been scientifically proven that they don't know the difference between squirt. That I totally disagree because every time I've tasted a woman squirting, it's never tasted like the times they've peed in my mouth. It's never the same flavor, so it's different. It's not, the, or at least it has to be motivated for something. Uh, I uh, I limped onto this stage uh, because. Uh, I, I'm limping now. I have two weeks ago or uh, last Tuesday, I uh, broke my toe. I broke my toe in the middle of the night going to get water in the dark. I tripped and I broke my toe. I tripped over a pile of chainsaws. I tripped over literally five chainsaws. Uh, no, I, I live in Hayward now. That's really all. It, I live in Hayward on a construction yard in a place with a Mexican guy named Ramon who sleeps in the living room on just a box spring. Uh, he's a nice guy. I don't know if he's Mexican. He might. He's only said like five words. He might be an, an alien like in Men in Black. And you just unzip him and he doesn't even speak Spanish. But either way, I tripped over a pile of chain. That's this is my life now. I live there. I live in Hayward. This is what it is. Like I used to live four blocks from here. I would walk here. I had to park there today and still walk here. It was a, a different type of shame in that walk. Really sad. But but I I'm ch Hayward is a different place. It's different. Uh, the first night I stayed there, true story, Shelly Strable. First night I stayed there, uh, I went to go get uh, my night wine so I could fall asleep. I wake up at 4.30 in the morning so I can go to work out here. Uh, so I got, got my wine, as, or I went to go get my wine. As I'm pulling into the 7-Eleven, uh, there is a man there, and he is half naked. He has no shirt, and his... his Je he has jeans on, but they're down, and his dick is showing, his ass is out, but he still has the jeans on, and he's kneeling down, sort of look like a prayer way in the middle of the front parking spot right in front of 7-Eleven, uh, and he's going crazy, and he's going through some sort of, like, 
you know, drug fit or whatever, and I start seeing this, and his girlfriend is right next to him, and I was like, how does this guy have a girlfriend? But let's focus on the issue. I don't, and she's like, Bobby, what's wrong with you? Bobby, oh my God, what's, you were, you're okay a few minutes, Bobby, what's going on? And there was like a, a black guy standing right near the window, and he was just like, hey, uh, hey, I know I could take a picture of that right now if I want. She's like, you don't take a picture of Bobby right now. He's like, I could take a picture if I want. I could legally take a picture if I want. Under the law, I could take a picture. She's like, you don't take a picture of Bobby. I'm like, this, this lady's not focusing on Bobby anymore. She's focusing on the guy. Let's focus on the problem at hand. As she's doing all this, I call up the police, uh, and I let them know that there's, you know, somebody go. I learned that, like, I care house. I care that someone dies. Uh, I care if someone dies. I do. Uh, but... When they were asking me, they asked me all the information, and then, you know, white male, they, white girlfriend, they asked me my name, and I was like, oh, uh, not comfortable giving that out if you could just come save this guy. Uh, I don't want him to die, but I don't want to waste time giving you this name. Um, Anyway, while he was there doing this, Meth Head walks up to him uh, and he's just like, hey man, you have a problem, anything, anything wrong with you? And you could tell he was a Meth Head, not the PCP that the other guy was on. Uh, while I was there, it was a Wednesday night, there was a comedy show that was run a block and a half away. Uh, the host of that comedy show pulls up into that parking lot and he starts and he looks out and he sees all this happening. And I was like, hey man, what's going on? He was like, dude, what the fuck is going on? I was like, this guy's going crazy. I don't know. He was like, those people were just at my comedy show. They were at the fucking show. How was this guy? It was like, I don't fucking know, man. And the meth head goes up and he's like, hey man, can I get you anything? Hey, do you, do you have a spare cigarette by any chance? It's like, you're asking the wrong fucking guy, meth dude. There's, he asked, when the cops came, he asked everybody, if he could help out the meth or the PCP guy with his problem, he was like, "Is there any way I could help him? Out? Does anybody anybody want to give me a dollar so I can get this guy a beer?" And the paramedics had to be like, "Don't get that man a beer! Do not get that man a beer!" Because this is Hayward now. That was my first night there. Uh, also, you know, on the subject of fucking animals, uh, in Hayward. My brother also lives on this construction yard where I live. Uh, he is... I don't know when you guys decided that you were going to stop smoking weed with my brother, uh, but I decided it recently. And uh, it was actually in Hayward. We were, it was like a Tuesday night. We were smoking some weed, laughing at his dog. His dog just got his balls taken away. It was kind of funny. We were just like, oh, he doesn't have his balls. Now he has nothing to enjoy. Uh, and then for a second, we were just like, oh, shit. This is wrong. His balls were his favorite thing in the world. If he doesn't have his balls, what does he have? Wait, exactly. And then we, exact. And then we thought, wait. If if he doesn't have his balls, then he has nothing. What do girl dogs have? Do female dogs have a clitoris? So we decided to Google. We asked Google, hey Google, I don't know why I always say hey Google when I type it in. Hey Google, do female dogs have a clitoris? Uh, true story. When you do that, apparently, it comes back to a local search to other people that have the same question in your area and the people that have information about that question. Uh, second post on that search was a message board for people that had questions about dog sex. Uh, and the first post said, Hayward, um, California, first post said, hey, I've been having sex with my lady dog for the last few weeks, just wondering, 
Is there any way I can make it more pleasurable for her? Concerned citizen. Second person goes on there. Actually, female dogs don't have a clitoris. Chances are, if you're having sex with your lady dog, she doesn't like it very much. That's, that's a, some good information. Third post on that board. I've been having sex with my dogs for 36 years. If you can't make your lady dog come when you're fucking her, then maybe you don't belong owning that animal. This went on for four and a half fucking pages. We read all of it, and then afterwards we were like, oh shit, we should probably throw your computer away. Because uh, sometimes you get high and have questions about dog clitorises, and sometimes people in Hayward have all the fucking answers. That's life. That's my home now. That's my home. I used to live. I used to live four blocks away from here in a shitty part of this neighborhood. Like it wasn't. It's not bad. Kiram used to live close to there, right? It's, it's not bad. But like when you're there, a bad day is basically like you might walk into some human shit. In Hayward, every day you encounter humans that are shit. That is, that is the, that is, you're there and you have to fucking be there. And then you leave. So, like, I've told you about this, Kira. Uh, a few months before I moved out uh, of my place, this is how cheap it was in San Francisco, uh, 24th in New York. Uh, it was cheaper that, uh, I, I had seen like four or five homeless people, uh, or, you know, I don't know. Uh, they, People taking a shit within 20 feet of my front door. I'm not sure. I don't know if they were homeless. I don't know. I don't judge. Maybe it was like a businessman taking a quick street shit and going about his day. I don't know. The important part is I wanted that shit there. If it got any less shit there, then there were going to be people that wanted to take my place. And in that neighborhood, I've been reading about it, rent in that neighborhood is going up 400% in the next four years. 400% in the next four years in that little block area. So, like, same week, uh, walking down the block, around the corner from my house, Tuesday afternoon, liquor store, real American stuff. Uh, into the liquor store, right behind me, walked like a blue-collar construction guy. He looked like he was coming home from a day of work. Uh, right behind him was obviously a prostitute. Uh, she was, like, 45 years old, kind of a big lady. Uh, she was, like, she had a platinum wig on. Not a platinum blonde, like a platinum, looked like it was made from, like, tinsel from a Christmas tree wig. Uh, she had a snakeskin dress on, snakeskin high heels. She was too big to fit into either of those two things. So she basically looked like someone that was swallowed whole by a giant snake, but she was too big. To, she popped open, and she wore that throughout her day. What I'm saying is she was beautiful, uh, but she was obviously a prostitute. Anyway, she walks in with a guy. She's with the guy. Guy goes. He grabs a beer, a couple different things. She goes to the refrigerator. She grabs a triangle sandwich. You know what I'm talking about? The triangle sandwich packs they sell. She went. She showed it to the guy. She was like, can I have this? And he looked at her for a second, and he was like, yeah, that's fine. And then she went to the counter. She grabbed a small bag of chips. Not even the 99, like the small, sell them in a 36-pack at Costco. It says not marked for individual sale. Don't sell these in another store. Bag of chips. And she went and she showed it to the guy. And she said, can I have this too? And he looked at her for a second. He said, not for what you're going to do tonight. That is how fucking cheap the neighborhood is right now. Like a prostitute costs a triangle sandwich without the bag of chips on the side. But guys, I needed it to be that cheap when I was that. I, I needed it to be that. Like if it was getting any, like, like I'm saying, that rent was going to go. So like if you guys think about it, if we let those gentrifiers, we let those millionaires, those takers over, take control of different parts of the Bay Area, then in neighborhoods like that neighborhood, ma'am, in four years, in the year 2020, that prostitute is going to be worth five sandwiches. And that is not the city you should want to live in, ma'am. That is not the city you should want to raise that beautiful gender-neutral dog in. 
Um, anyway, this has been this has been awful, but it's fine. Uh, you know, uh, I'm meeting up with Lady after she might be outside. Uh, I. Last, oh, okay. Well, you're gonna be outside, definitely. Then, well, I'm talking about someone else. Uh, well, hopefully not. You should probably live in Hayward if you do all that stuff. I'm looking at your dog. Anyway, um, so she might be outside. I. there and he was sleeping. Raul, I've been calling him Ramon forever. Fuck his name, Raul. Right, Raul was sleeping in the room. He's a quiet guy. He, I, he now, uh, he sleeps in the room. He stays quiet. He watches TV. I got really drunk as I blacked out. As I unblacked out some point in the middle of the night, she was behind me spanking me really hard <laughs> and apparently I was at number 33 uh, and I was saying ma'am every time after uh, and then as we hit 35 she, she moved her face and she tried to lick my butt uh, and that's I think what brought me back from the, the alcohol was when she tried to I don't support domestic abuse, but the swipe that I did behind me was probably not nice. I didn't make contact, but uh, I blacked out again. When I woke up in the morning, I didn't remember that, so I asked her, hey, why does my ass hurt? Uh, and she said, well, I gave you 35 spanks and you counted them out and called me ma'am after. She's like, we gotta get you wine drunk again. I didn't know you were into that. I was like, shit, I didn't know I was into that too. Maybe I should get wine drunk as well. <laughs> Sounds fucking awesome. So I think I might get my butt licked tonight, guys. I don't know how I'm gonna feel about that. One, one, time, we were having, one time we were having sex, me and this girl. Uh, and uh, we were we were done having sex, so I went to go get a towel to wipe off her back. And uh, and as I came back, uh, we got back into sex, and we st she started making noises in her body, uh, and they sounded a lot like farts. They sounded a lot like farts, guys. Uh, and it happened like four or five times after which it was like we gotta address this right now uh, because it is noise so she started saying every time the noise would happen oh, that's not her okay every time the noise would happen that's a queef that's a queef that's a queef that's a queef after a while it was like i i have like i i've filled up all the air space in here with, with my hands and my, my penis and whatnot. There's no space around for you to, this is a fart for sure. This is definitely a fart. Also, she was a transsexual, so where would she be queefing from? 
See, I went for that line. I hate that, Pam. I hate that about myself. Shelly. if I want my testicles. I don't want anybody else to have them, but I don't know if I, wa I want them anymore. Like, like you, you tell somebody they have no balls, that sounds like an insult. If you look at a guy and you say, that man, that man is all shaft. That sounds like a strong fucking dude, doesn't it? Probably has good posture. Anyway, Pam, can I say one last thing? A uh, month ago, I was uh, in the hospital in uh, Kaiser for uh, some ball problems. It's a long story, uh, but effectively, this happened at work where my body just started having contusions in my, like, tightening, uh, ghost tearing away from the inside of your body pain to your balls, and this happened at work, and I had to leave my work, and I went to the hospital. While well, I was at the hospital, really high on morphine, uh, and in a 